live from Seattle on 820 AM KGNW. Fix up where we left off. Here's Doug Birch. All right. Hey, this is actually a real treat. We got Pastor Joe Lum with us from Living Hope Bible Church, which is the KGNW Church of the Week. Good to see you again, Pastor. Good to see you too, Doug. Hey, uh, we we uh, have been on the show a couple times together. You guys were Church of the Week a long time ago, mm-hmm. and then I ran into you at Mission Fest as well. Mm-hmm. So it's good to see you. Yes, very good. Always a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Hey, a uh, couple things. Uh, one, you were telling me before we started this interview, there's been some amazing testimonies going on in your life. And But first, let's just kind of get at, you know, the, you're the KGW Church of the Week, our uh, a Living Hope Bible Church is. Just first kind of explain to me what you love about the church. Well, there are a number of things I love about the church, but I think when you come to our church and you walk through the front doors, there are some very important uh, blessings that come. One is I love the people. The people at uh, Living Hope Bible Church, not only are they warm and friendly, I love them because they love the Lord. Mm. They love the Word of God. They're there to learn, and uh, they're very, very teachable. And when it comes to that, I'll tell you, uh, their desire to grow and what God has been doing in their life brings a thrill to my heart mm. as a pastor, yeah. and I'm sure as you know as well. Yeah, I, I think of that idea, a desire to be teachable, to actually see gathering together, one, obviously, to love one another and to worship the Lord, but also that we're gathering to learn. We just don't come for the purpose of justifying what we already know, but we're actually willing to grow in the process. Exactly, and I completely agree with that. And I can see God working in their lives because there's such a high... Uh, you know, servant mentality, high mm. participation rate. It's not just 10 or 20% of the people who are doing things. It is a majority mm. of folks have mm. a commitment that they are there to give of themselves, not just in worship to the Lord, and it's not just a Sunday-only thing, but throughout the week, they're mm. very sacrificial. And I love that about them because I love serving the Lord. Yeah, you know, I, I love that idea because I think that's a sign of a healthy church. Uh, the involvement, a couple levels. One, you know, people aren't just spectators. But two, it also means if someone comes into that body, that if they have a desire to be a part of it, you're like, we welcome you. We want you to be a part of this process as yeah, well. Yeah, we, we completely welcome that. I always tell folks that come that we want them to be well-grounded and to be growing. Let us minister to you first, mm. and then we'd love to have you join the family and uh, minister to others. Mm. And as we do, boy, we all benefit. That's interesting. Because, you know, sometimes I'll have someone come in who's like, I can do this, this, and that. I'm like, first, I just want us to love on you and also to know mm-hmm. that you love the people here mm-hmm. because we're not impressive based on what we do here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you can kind of tell the people who have a servant's heart. And the people who just want to, you know, yeah. show off. I and guess. I love the, dis- <laughs> the, 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 the the desire of people to invite their family, their yeah. friends, or whoever, because I think it really shows. They want to be there. Uh, somebody was telling me the other day that they just woke up in the morning and they thought to themselves, I get to go to church mm, today. That is awesome. I really love you that. You know, there's a lot of, you know, this is a pastor, there's a lot of books, lots of blogs and posts about what's wrong with the church mm. or what a church should do or shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you assess uh, that you're a healthy church? Like, what indicators do you look at to say, this is a sign we are healthy, are moving in a healthy direction? Well, one of the things that I look for is what is God doing in the hearts mm. of people? 
is he changing their lives and changing their hearts? You know, our, our uh, tagline in our business card or wherever, it says changing lives through the unchanging word. Mm. And it is through the unchanging word, who is Jesus Christ, and it is through the unchanging word, which is the word of God, as you know, Isaiah yeah. says, uh, you know, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of our Lord stands forever. So when we see Jesus and uh, Christ and his uh, word changing lives. Yeah. Boy, they're bearing fruit, their desire to serve, to minister, to invite friends and family. The pulse and the, uh, the whole uh, tenor of the church is so very positive, yeah. and, I, and I look for that. You know, I've realized that even, I think sometimes I'll even mistakenly give up on the power of the word. I believe the word has power. But there's times even when I'm dealing with a problem or a conflict, mm. and my wife and I are talking it out, and we're saying good things uh-huh. and logical things. And we might even come to a solution. But then when we go to the Word of God, it is amazing how every day God answers us, but also the Word begins to speak immediately to the issue and give us a far better solution. And I, I just last week, that, that's so perfect because I, just last week I was helping somebody with a particular counseling situation, and we were emailing back and forth. And to see how people, whether or not they're thinking biblically, thinking through Mm. the scriptures and asking themselves, now what does God's word say about this particular thing? Mm. That really thrills my heart, and it shows that it's healthy, their mindset is healthy, their desire to uh, do things in a way that pleases God, Mm. because that's that's yeah. a that's a sign of a healthy congregation. Yeah, that's so good. I, now I know a theology is a an important issue to you, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But I want to make sure also the danger when pastors get together, we can just kind of get into that stuff. And I miss the details. Uh, service time. Where do you meet? Some of those details. If someone doesn't have a church, sure. Uh, we meet at uh, in Issaquah just a couple of blocks down from the fish hatchery there. So if you've ever been to Salmon Days, you can park in our parking lot and just walk (laughs) down to Salmon Days. Uh, Our service time is at 10.30 in the morning. It lasts until noon. Or Sunday school is at 9.30. And there's a children's ministry concurrent with both of those. And uh, we have a wonderful time of fellowship, uh, uh, light uh, refreshments afterwards. And people stick around. Mm. People stick around for an hour hour and a half, two hours sometimes after church it is a wonderful time when we gather right. together. To and that's a sign it. you have a community that's there, mm-hmm. not just uh, a sermon or, or singing, but a, a community. People can go to livinghopebible.org to find more information. Is that that's correct? Right. You can certainly go to KGNW.com and click on the KGNW Church of the Week, or you can just go directly to their website, livinghopebible.org. Uh, because I know you, I keep wanting to just say Joe. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but uh, you, I know you're okay with that. But others are like, he's a pastor, call him Pastor Joe. Or, <laughs> but uh, I also know you're very approachable in that. But uh, Joe, theology, why is it important for you to teach people to think theologically when it comes to the Word of God? Right, and I, I really love uh, uh, biblical thinking. And uh, when we uh, think according to the Word of God, we fill our minds with the things of God, uh, it is uh, such a benefit because Mm -hmm. the Word of God is very clear. It tells us if we follow His way, we'll be blessed. If we don't, then Mm -hmm. we're going to have a hard life. So I think our, our theology stems from what the Scriptures teach. And I really, when I was in seminary, I remember uh, my favorite subject was the attributes of God. Mm. And I believe that we respond to life, we handle life's problems, we approach life all based upon what we believe about God 
and what we believe the scriptures say. If we're ignorant of that, then we're going to have extreme difficulties yeah. and life's going to be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So I think bringing uh, theology down to the uh, cookies, putting the cookies on the bottom shelf is very, very practical when people realize, hey, my problems or my struggles or my trials in life are, uh, they stem from what I understand of God and his word. Yeah. What, what is yeah, I was just talking with a group of pastors on this of, uh, you know, sometimes we follow God based on cliches or we give cliched answers. And even if that cliche maybe comes from a theological foundation, yeah. it's amazing how people have no idea where it comes from. So yes. even if I say that and I have a foundation to that, the person who receives it has no foundation or very little, and they may put that into all kinds of other things that have nothing to do with God. So I guess everybody at some level has a theology, but maybe talk a little bit about how you can have a theology that has a solid foundation. Right, and so I love teaching uh, theology and uh, systematic theology because I, I, I teach it from the perspective that, uh, you know, we take what the scriptures say, so it's very biblical, right. and we bring it together to say these are the things that it says about God. For instance, that God is a God of love, a God of comfort. He is a God who provides. If we really trust that God is a sovereign God who will provide for your needs, yeah. then when I lose my job or when I have had a difficult time in the hospital or whatever because of some tragedy, Tragedy, I can still trust that God is a God of wisdom mm. who has, you know, brought these circumstances into my life, whether they're good or trials, mm. uh, that I can trust. God has my good and his glory in mm. mind, mm. and I find great comfort and peace in that. Well, even as you're expressing it, one of the fears people have of the word theology is now you have unapproachable language or you make it convoluted or difficult or... But but you're someone who clearly articulates things where it actually makes the simple, the profound, the deep understandable. And, uh, you know, sometimes theology is a code word for I don't understand what's going on here. And that's not good theology, right? The yeah. idea is that, uh, and especially the systematic for people who don't know that language, I know you explain that well in your congregation, is that means you're looking more than just at a couple scriptures that yeah. you read, but you're looking at the full weight of scripture right. and seeing the theme that rises up. And that's the exciting thing, I think, too, is you see these strong, powerful, this strong, powerful message that rises up as you look at the whole scripture. Well. Yeah, and I think that it's not, uh, it's not meant to be some esoteric thing when some yeah. guys in some ivory tower that decide, hey, we're going to, uh, you know, kind of think about things that mean nothing. Right. Uh, but it is really, really practical. Everybody believes something about God. Even a person who is an atheist believes something about God. They believe that God doesn't exist, and that's yeah. what they believe. But we respond to life and life situations depending on what we believe about the world, about the Lord Jesus, about uh, God and uh, the principles in his word. And we function off of, off of that framework, whether mm. we realize it or not. <laughs> that's right. And so my desire is that people think biblically. Mm. I'm talking with Pastor Joe Lum. Uh, he pastors the KGW Church of the Week, which is Living Hope Bible Church in Issaquah. You can go to livinghopebible.org. But we're going to take a break and come back and get into uh, a testimony in your life where you were surprised by an issue in your life. And I, I was just so excited to listen to the testimony that I think it'd be great if we share it with the listening audience. Sounds good, Doug. Okay, more with Pastor Joe Lum of Living Hope Bible Church after this. Stick with us. Live from Seattle with Doug Bursch is taking a brief break. And then we'll return here on 820 AM KGNW. 
Now back to Live from Seattle on 820 AM KGNW. Here again is your host, Doug Birch. Well, I'm having the privilege of talking with Pastor Joe Lum of KGNW's Church of the Week, Living Hope Bible Church. You can go to livinghopebible.org to find out more information. Uh, Joe, you were telling me before we went on the air about you've gone through a season of life that you're rejoicing in, but others who maybe hear this story might say, how can you be rejoicing? Can you maybe explain to people the testimony of what's been happening? Well, it is uh, by the grace of God that I'm sitting here even Mm -hmm. having a uh, conversation with you. Mm -hmm. Uh, At the end of June or so, I had... uh, had the opportunity to go to the Philippines and was doing some missions work there with a team from our church. And I came back, and I had some difficulties in with my eyesight. And I didn't quite know what it was, so I went to see my eye doctor, and uh, he ended up uh, saying, okay, well, we're going to take this test when, you, when I get back because I'm going to Lebanon for a couple of weeks. Mm. Well, I, it really bothered me. In fact, at the end of June or so, I went up to read the scriptures like I normally do before I give the sermon, and I had difficulty seeing. In fact, wow. some words would disappear. Mm. Even as I watched the songs on the overhead uh, or on the uh, projector, I would see like uh, 1998 would look like 198. I'd begin to miss letters, miss mm. words, and I had difficulty reading in public. So well, this is more than just blurred vision. It's just you're not seeing things. That's right. right. It, uh, in fact, it wasn't blurry. Words mm. and things would okay. just disappear. All right. So then the, the physicians in our church, uh, friends of mine, <laughs> said, you need to go see an ophthalmologist yeah. immediately. Yeah. So I took their advice. Immediately on that Tuesday, I went uh, to see an ophthalmologist, and uh, they took a visual field exam. And I didn't realize it, but I had lost 50% of my peripheral vision out of both eyes. Wow. But apparently, I'm guessing, my right eye would compensate and look to the left, and my left would look to the right, so I really didn't know. It's amazing what the brain can do to compensate. And, uh, of course, I was feeling fatigued and tired, and I thought, I'm just not getting enough sleep. Sure. But... Within hours after that exam, uh, they said, you need to go have an MRI. So that afternoon, I went to have an MRI, and then the next morning, they called me and told me, you've got a uh, large tumor in the middle of your head. Wow. And uh, I didn't know what to say, except they said, well, you know, uh, Swedish Hospital is going to call you uh, in a little bit here because we've contacted the pituitary clinic over uh, and uh, Cherry Hill. Wow. So within hours, I get a call from them, and they told me that, yeah, you have a, a, a very large tumor in your head. We need to see you. We need to have you in here. Um, it is significant in size. Later on, I learned it was you know, a little smaller than a golf ball. And, wow. Um, yeah. So I began— So this all happens within just days. Days. Like days. That, if anybody knows the health system that's even there, did that— Frighten you during that time? Was there just a shock of what's happening during that, or is it just next well, step, next step? That afternoon, after I heard from Swedish Hospital, uh, I there was a sense of sadness uh, mm. that was in my heart because any time that you hear you've got a large tumor in your head, yeah. it doesn't bode well. Yeah. It's not good news. <laughs> so I felt sad for that afternoon. But what was amazing was uh, what God did in my heart mm. because. After that afternoon, I felt a overwhelming sense of peace mm. that God, 
who cared for me, loved me, would take care of me. Mm-hmm. And because he is a sovereign God, he superintends these things, and he's in control. Mm-hmm. And I just had to surrender my life to him because there was nothing I had. And, you know, we all desire to have some sense of control over our lives, mm-hmm. but I realized this was uh, all in God's hands. Mm-hmm. And then it was interesting because every day after that, God instilled within my heart a sense of joy. You know how James 1 says, count it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter trials of various kinds. And he he instilled a sense of joy, a sense of peace, and I I slept like a baby Mm. every single night. Well, after Swedish called me, they had me down there the next day on Thursday, and then uh, I had another appointment with a surgeon on Monday, and uh, it was all going so fast, but they knew they had to do something very quickly. They were afraid I was going to lose my eyesight. This thing had uh, wrapped around my right carotid artery mm. in my in my brain, mm. and uh, they uh, it had gone up into you know my sinus areas. It had spread, and uh, so they were very concerned. They decided to operate as quickly as they could mm. on this. And I praise God for Swedish Hospital. The doctors, they have a great uh, pituitary center there. And uh, this uh, team of doctors, they informed me, yes, it's large. Yes, we need to do this. And uh, another friend in the congregation uh, is uh, one of uh, uh, a fabulous attorney. And so (laughs) six days after I get this diagnosis, she said, you've got to come into my office. And here I am. I'm signing a will. I'm determining what are you going to do if you die, who's going to make your decisions if you can't. All of these things in such a short period of time. But God was so gracious throughout all of this. He gave me a sense of peace Mm. and a sense of joy because Mm. I knew it was a win-win situation. Mm. If the Lord were to take me home, I would win because I would be in the presence of the Lord and experiencing his grace Mm. as a child of God. If he were to leave me home here, then I would have experienced his grace in God sparing my life and mm-hmm. giving me more days in which I can serve him. It was a win-win. Wow. And I had that sense that no matter what happens, it is mm-hmm. all for my good and the glory of God. Praise God. So what happened was within a week of this whole thing happening, of course I had announced it to the church that weekend because all of this was just moving so quickly. Yeah. By the way, did the church overwhelm you with food? With what? <laughs> You know, sometimes when people don't know what to do, right? There's that love and, yes. you know, the, the overwhelm you with well, concern. Well, they overwhelmed <laughs> me with uh, their prayers, first of yeah, all, because yeah. it was a shock. Yeah, I'm It was sure. right after, during the week of our vacation Bible school, and so many people were just running around sure. uh, serving the Lord, but they were just began praying for me. Praise and God. then I went into surgery, and God was so gracious. You know, they have this new process because... This type of tumor 20 years ago would have taken no less than 20 hours to Mm. remove it, Mm. and a person would be in the hospital for two months plus with a lot of pain and recovery. But now they have a new process, transphenoidal, that goes through your nasal cavity. And um, they were successful in removing about 95% of it. About 5% was still left there because it was around my right carotid artery. is too risky to take out lest mm-hmm. I might bleed. Uh, but uh, I had the privilege three days after uh, the surgery, of major surgery, to uh, do the wedding ceremony <sighs> of my old youth counselor when I was a boy some 30 years ago. And uh, standing there 
What was that like to stand there? <laughs> I think it was great for me. It was a shock to the guests <laughs> that, hey, you had just had a golf ball-sized tumor taken out of your head, and here you're, you're doing, a doing a wedding. What You, you go home. The, right, right. Everybody said to me, you need to go home. What in the world is wrong with you? Yeah. Why was that important for you to do that? Because you could have done that. Why was was it just you just felt like you were supposed to do what God had called you to do? Well, I had uh, I had number one the the privilege of um, of uh, sitting underneath him, and he had a great yeah. impact on my life. Yeah. I wanted to do it. I right. I made a commitment to do it. Uh, two, I had consulted with the surgeon as well as with the surgical nurses that within three days I should be out of the hospital. Granted. Most people would not do it. They'd, they'd be out. Yeah, but uh, yeah. it, was, it was great. So I, I did that. But that's, a, that's the only thing I did. The, the, the board, the leadership did not let me do anything, do anything else. else no, right. they, they said, go home. We're giving you six weeks off. Okay. And, okay. Uh, and the rest of it was just great. The congregation, like you mentioned, they have, a, they have a food kind of a thing. And every other day they'd bring me more than I could eat. <laughs> My refrigerator was full. And I froze it, and it was it was just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Their love and care, mm-hmm. and I, I think what encouraged me was not just the work of the Lord in my heart and in my health, but the work of the Lord in the congregation. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. so many people stepped up in positions of leadership and just took the ball, and it was almost like they didn't need me. And mm-hmm. I praise God for that. Mm-hmm. It's that idea of what the church is all about, yeah. and who's in control. It's so much like a family, and uh, it gave me many opportunities to testify mm-hmm. of God's grace in my life to the nurses or to the doctors or to the others, mm-hmm. and for others to be encouraged that, you know, no matter what you're going through, if you're sick or if things really seem uh, as if uh, you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, you just remember God is there, mm-hmm. and God cares Mm. and he will work things out it may not be how we would want them to may not be like my case but in retrospect we can always see the hand of god moving in Mm. our lives you know i want to do this if you could stay with me for one more segment uh one uh i'd be remiss to not ask you about okay a little bit is left there how how do you live now with that awareness and such and then also uh, i'd like you maybe to speak to people who are going through a process of of where they're either they've discovered something or they're dealing with a struggle in ways that you could speak comfort to them. I'm talking to Pastor Joe Lum. Uh, he's the pastor of the Cajun W Church of the Week Living Hope Bible Church. And if you don't have a church in the Issaquah area, then I would encourage you to check them out. You can go to livinghopebible.org. That's livinghopebible.org. But stay with us, and we'll come back and talk about uh, maybe how you can be encouraged if you're struggling with something like this or even trying to help someone else who's in a place where they're going through a health issue or another crisis in life. Much more with Pastor Joe Lum after this. You're getting your daily dose of truth, hope, and humor live from Seattle. Time for more Live from Seattle with Doug Bursch on 820 AM KGNW. Here's Doug. Well, I'm really enjoying my conversation with Pastor Joe Lum, who's the pastor of the KGNW Church of the Week, Living Hope Bible Church. You can go to livinghopebible.org to find out more information. They're located in Issaquah. 
in our last segment, uh, Pastor Joe was talking about uh, finding out that he had a tumor, what, a golf ball-sized tumor? A little smaller than a golf ball, a pituitary tumor yes. in the middle of my head. Middle of your head, uh, went through surgery where they were able to remove almost all of it. Uh, the reason they couldn't remove all of it is because it was attached to... Yeah, part of it was wrapped around yeah. my right carotid artery, yeah. which was a major artery that goes into your brain. And if they went too close, then, yeah. well, bleeding would be the end of it for okay. me. Okay, so I want to get into a couple things. One, just so I don't forget this, is I know someone's listening and like, well, are you st- okay? You know, what, what comes next? Talk a little bit about the health side. And then we can just talk about how this influenced, you know, your, your spirituality, your view of God, and, and being a pastor. Sure. Well, I... Um, they left part of it in there, and yeah. I recently had my MRI a few weeks ago, and uh, yes, some of it is still in there. I see it as a, a gift from the Lord, mm. actually. Some people uh, might uh, be fearful of it. I, I'm not afraid because it's a reminder to me mm. of the brevity of life. Yeah. The tumor was benign. I praise God for that. And can it still grow? Yes, it could. I'm on medication, of course. Right. But I see it as a reminder that life is short because so often we think that we're, we have all these grand plans. And yet, when God stops us in our tracks by situations such as this, he reorients our perspective to what really matters in life. And so a long time ago, I remember learning that there are really only three things that last for eternity that we can affect and that have an effect in our life, which are God, his word, and the souls of men and women. And when we're brought to, as I call it, the edge of eternity— When our life is on the line, when potentially it may end because of some tragedy or sickness or something, we realize, you know, the things that we cared so much about really aren't that important. Mm, And it is such a blessing in that regard. And it helps us to make what is important to God also important to us. Mm. You know, I think of that. I have an I have incision from a stomach surgery I had in, as a teenager mm-hmm. that, that saved my life. And I think about, you know, in Christ, we, we die. Yeah. And we live for him. And to me, that's such a tangible reality uh-huh. of, Doug, what life are you living? Mm-hmm. Who's this life for? Is there an aspect of that as well, that mm-hmm. the idea of God? I, I know I... In in salvation, I've died to myself and lived to you. You have rescued a dead man. But at a practical level here to know it with modern science, the wonders, God brought you here. But does it remind you that idea, too, that this is? It definitely yeah. does, just as the scriptures tell us that, you know, Jesus died so that we might not live for ourselves, yeah. but that we might live for him who died for us. Amen. And I praise God because it brings life to that scripture that tells us that very truth. And things like this, uh, sometimes it reminds us that there is, uh, life is not about me. (laughs) Life's not about my plans. Life is about God. And what a blessing it is Mm. to be a part of what God is doing. Mm. You know, I was thinking earlier when you were talking about the peace that God gave you or the joy. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things I want to remind people, I know a lot of people are afraid of death, afraid of things that would come. Mm -hmm. I've found that God gives you what you need 
in the moment uh-huh. and you can't live for future worry and there's an aspect of that where someone might feel bad well i'm really nervous and i wouldn't have you know operated that way well you don't know until you walk through that isn't that a part of it as well that is i completely agree i think that god provides the help that you need in the time that he needs it yeah. he's his his name and is uh, jehovah yura right. my provider yeah. and he will provide you with the comfort mm-hmm. and the peace that you need mm-hmm. at the time. But if we don't look to him, right. then, of course, we're going to be fearful and worried. Yeah. And if we don't have that heavenly perspective. Mm. Okay, so I know right now there are people listening who are in some stage of this. And by the way, there might even be a stage of their, they don't want to go to the doctor, they don't want to look at things, they know something's <laughs> wrong. And I, and I know sometimes even Christians kind of get that idea of, like, oh, you know, God will just take care of it. But it's fear-motivated. They're yeah. afraid to go get help or afraid to see the reality that God already sees, that kind of thing. Yeah. There's others who are in a place of dealing with a, a prolonged sickness Yeah, uh, or just at some stage. And there are points of fear and anxiety and and obviously not judging how anyone would walk this path but what would you say uh, to to a person in that situation uh, to comfort them or just to acknowledge where they're at i know we have people in that position yeah life is uh not easy and no one's ever promised that it would be yeah but the wonderful thing is that we have a god that we can look to and we know our god through his word and go, the the love and the wisdom of God will surround you and give you encouragement when we look to his word and we see that he promises things. One of the things that really helped me was this uh, continual desire to be in the presence of God in heaven, mm-hmm. to have that desire that someday, you know what, this world is not my home. I'm going home. Yeah. I'm finally going home. And uh, I know some people are afraid of death and dying and things like that. But, you know, when we know that there is a home that Christ has promised, I go to prepare a place for you Mm. so that you may be with me there. Uh, That is something I just so look forward to. And uh, that brought great peace to my heart. Mm. Because if we know where we're going and we're sure of that, then there is no fear for the future. And I would encourage you, if you don't know the Lord Jesus as your uh, Lord and Savior, that you turn to God in repentance and ask God to save you from your sins so that you can have that free gift of eternal Mm. life. Yeah, I don't know why this came to my mind, but I was thinking of Moses in the Promised Land is Moses was faithful to God whether or not he would enter the promised land. I've always thought once God said, you're not going to enter in, Moses still serves God. He doesn't say, well, forget this. (laughs) Yes. And the corollary to me almost can be like, uh, well, I'm not going to heal you or I'm not going to. But the reality is if you are saved, if you know God, Mm then that is, I, I will serve you, Lord. Mm-hmm. I will serve you whether I see this thing. And mm-hmm. it doesn't. it's not bad that you could desire it, to, but you're okay. Whether uh-huh. I enter or not, the reward is not the healing or the promised land. The reward is God. Yes. And nothing can separate us from and, it. And uh, as you were saying before, it is God who provides what you need. And so yeah. when we trust the scriptures and we cast our cares upon him because he cares for us, mm. or when we think of how we're to uh, pray to God with all sorts of prayers and supplications with thanksgiving, then mm. the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in mm. Christ Jesus. What a peace Praise of comfort God. That, that is. is so good and a great way to end. Here's 
though, the way I want to end here. Uh, Pastor Joe's come in today because uh, Living Hope Bible Church is the KGNW Church of the Week. Obviously, you've been able to testify, as you've in another context, to God's goodness. But we want to encourage you, if you do not have a church home, if you know you need to be in fellowship, God has called you to be a part of the larger body, then I would encourage you, if you're in the Issaquah area, to check out Living Hope Bible Church. You can go to livinghopebible.org. That's livinghopebible.org. Pastor Joe, a pleasure to talk with you. Pleasure to talk with you, too. What a blessing. God bless you. Okay, we're going to take a break. And in our final segment, why don't we go to a little scripture to look at that idea of rejoicing in the Lord always. More to come after this. We've got a lot more show coming up. So stay tuned to 820 AM KGNW for more Live from Seattle with Doug Bursch. 